What's going on, family? This is Pastor Sergio Chavez, and I just want to thank you for tuning into the Hope Center podcast. One of the most powerful revelations that I, I've ever received in my, in my walk with the Lord, uh, and it's powerful because it's encouraging to me, it's the fact that if you look through our scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, you will find that God never called people that qualified to serve him. But he always qualified the people that he called to serve him. It's amazing to know that he didn't call people who were equipped already. But instead, he calls people and equips them based on that calling. And it's amazing to me and it's such a blessing for me because we live in a time and in a world where you have to first show and prove, yes or no, right? In order for you to get that house, you got to get what? You got to get approved. In order for you to get that, new, that vehicle, that car, you got to get what? You got to get approved. In order for you to get a promotion, you have to be qualified. For the promotion. In order for you to get that specific job or get a specific title, you have to already have the certifications. But it's amazing to know that with God, it works a little bit different. Even though, even though at times we feel, and maybe you've made that excuse before, I know that I've made that excuse before, that uh, you know what, God, I can't step into that role because I'm not prepared yet. Am I talking to the right church? Are you with me? All right, all right, just nod your head, let me know that you're with me. You know what, God, I, I, I can't serve you because I don't have the certifications yet. I don't quite know all the books of the Bible. I don't know all the verses. I don't know, I, don't, I haven't studied theology. I haven't gone to seminary. I can't preach, I can't teach, I can't serve. I don't know because I'm not certified yet. See, that's man's thinking. That's our system of things. Nothing against it, but I wanna let you know that it's an amazing thing as you see throughout the scripture that God doesn't work that way. He never called people that qualified. He always qualifies the people that he calls. He never calls people who are equipped. He always calls people who are unprepared, not equipped, don't have the certification, but he himself equips you for what he calls you to do. And if you don't believe me, if you look throughout the scripture, you will see that Abraham in Genesis, when he got the promise from God to be a father of nations, he was old when he received that promise. Elijah in the book of Kings, first and, uh, first and second Kings, you will see that Elijah who was a prophet, he was suicidal. You will see in the scriptures that Joseph was abused and he was, and he was uh, rejected by his brothers. If you look in the book of Job, you will see that he went bankrupt. If you look at the life of Moses, you will see that he made excuses because he had a speech problem. You will see in Gideon, his life that he was afraid. Samson was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute, Some, the Samaritan woman that we discuss in this series was divorced. Noah was a drunkard. Jeremiah was young. Jacob was a cheater. David was a murderer. Jonah ran away from God. Naomi was a, was a widow. I'm, I'm going to keep on going. I feel like preaching this thing. Peter denied Christ three times. Martha worried about everything. Zacchaeus was small and money hungry. The disciples would fall asleep when Christ asked them to pray for one hour. They couldn't pray. They fell asleep. Anybody ever fell asleep praying? Uh, all right. All right. You're in good company. The disciples fell asleep praying. Paul, who was a Pharisee, persecuted Christians, became one before he became one. He was a murderer of Christians. These are the people that God used. What's your excuse? 
God uses imperfect people for the sake of his mission to further prove the validity of his being. He didn't call the popular, the rich, the successful to further his ministry. At times he will use the poor and he will always use the broken but faithful. I can only imagine how confused the religious leaders and the Pharisees, the Sadducees of that time would be when they would see a team of people who proclaimed Jesus as a savior and they gathered together, but they were all broken people with a whole lot of issues and a whole lot of brokenness. But it's not so surprising. We find in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27, the Bible says, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Do we have that up here? I'm going to read it again. God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He called tax collectors, people who were thieves in their society. He called fishermen. He called the people who were outcasts. He called the rebels. He called the doubters, and he let them know when they had an encounter with him, there's more for you. You may be a thief, you may be a tax collector, you may be just what you consider to be an ordinary fisherman, you may just simply be a teacher, you may just simply be a person who works a nine to five, you may be an ordinary person in your eyes, but God says to these people and he says to you, there is always more for you. The labels that people put on you, there is more. And he let his people know that there was something more. But let me tell you, and I hope you can catch this today. Let me know if you got your mittens ready. Let me know if you got your hands ready to catch it. Here's the, uh, let me know, let me know right this side. Let me see you get ready to catch this. This, this. this is the common theme amongst all of these people. Although they were broken, although they were, they were people with a lot of issues, they always made themselves available. Did you catch that? They made themselves available. And so my question to you today is what can God do through you if you made yourself available? I'm not talking about just partly. I'm not talking about just on a Sunday. When you come to church on Sunday, you say, God, here's my life on a Sunday. But I'm talking about throughout the entire week if you made yourself available to God. What can God do through your life in spite of your issues in spite of your difficulties despite of your challenges and your weaknesses what can God do if you made yourself available in other words if you empty emptied yourself out with your issues and say God fill me with your spirit what if you release the junk and the things that hinder you from getting closer to God what would your life look like what would God do through you if you let release those things go and you let him fill you with his spirit because here's the thing God can't fill you with new things until you release the old things God can't give you in your hands and entrust you with the calling, the dream, the vision that is over your life until you release those things as Pastor Fran beautifully articulated in messages ago. You can't ask God, God use me, fill me, help me, strengthen me, but you're still holding on to bitterness, unforgiveness. You're still holding on to the abuse. You're still holding on to the issue, the brokenness, the thought that God can never do it through me. That thought that, no, 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 that blessing is for somebody else, but it can never be for me. That, that, you know, God can heal perhaps their marriage, but he can't heal my marriage. God can raise them up, but not me. Until you release that thought, God will not fill you with those new things. 
And so my challenge for you today is that you make yourself available. Uh, uh, say that word with me, available. Do me a favor, look at the person beside you, tell them availability. That's just, just, be, just be, look at the other person near you and just, just point at somebody and say, be available. In other words, have in your heart the openness and the attitude and the mindset that God, whatever comes my way, I'm available for you. Through the good and the bad, despite my brokenness, I'm available. Do you know that, that, that more than half of the battle is showing up and being available? I'd rather have people that are, are broken and available than people that have it all together but never show up. I know it's a hard one, Brother Mario. You gonna help me preach this one? Holy Spirit, help me. God, help me today. Help me release this message. I know y'all gonna get mad at me, but praise the Lord. I'm an OG, triple OG. I'll be okay. I, I prayed before this service, so I'm gonna give it to you anyways because here's what the Lord has, has, has prompted in my heart to share with you. I'd rather have people who are half talented but are available, and God is saying the same thing. You may not have all the talent. You may not be able to sing all the songs. You may not know how to play an instrument. You may not have the certification but if you are available I can use you if you are available I can do great things through your life if you are available and say God here I am I don't have the degree I don't have the reputation but I'm available God I'm feeling this thing available 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 be Available because oftentimes it's easy for us to put up the excuse, God, uh, uh, but I have this going on, God, but that is going on, but God, uh, 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 but, but I, I just, I just, and, and you try to, and you try to find in your mind what to say and what excuse to put up, and God is saying, I just want you to be available. If you were to describe your relationship with Jesus, what would, what, would, what would that description be like? Because some of us in this place, and I've been in this place before, uh, uh, perhaps the depth of our relationship with Jesus is just, I go to church on a Sunday, but I don't have a day-to-day -day conversational relationship with Jesus. Perhaps some of us in this place is just, it's a surface level relationship. And so what happens is when we just give part of us to God, but not everything to God, what happens is we naturally default and we fall into the things that are familiar, comfortable to us. We default to making other things priority. Here's the thing, for your commitments and your priorities, you will always make yourself available. Think about this. Your job is priority. So when they call you, we need you, you fight and you're like, yeah, yeah, I ain't calling up. Yes, praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'll be there. What time you need me? You make yourself available. Amen. <laughs> you know, my wife, she, she's pregnant. I love you, baby. I don't know if you're here. She is, she is praise the Lord. I'm going to be careful what I say. She's pregnant right now, she has cravings. Any mothers in the house know, know, remember those days you had cravings, anybody? Mothers, y'all not gonna talk back to me? Y'all leave me alone? Okay, I got one, thank you. Uh, you know, my wife gets cravings, and so when she tells me, baby, it's the weirdest thing, she, she wants Slurpees from 7-Eleven, and just like randomness, and, and she, it, it's 11 at night, and she's like, baby, I really like, I really need the Slurpee right now. 
if you know anything about me, I've always been around women my entire life. Grew up just with women, and her family is just women, two sisters, mom, grandma. So when I would be in the house, it's just women. In my house, it would be just women. And now I got all women in my house. I'm getting ready to have another girl. So when you've lived that life, you've, you've gone through a lot of things. And you know the worst to say is, you got it. Yes, baby. I make myself available because she's commitment and priority. If your business is commitment and priority to you, you will make yourself available. But when it comes to God, do you make yourself available? And God is saying, I just want you to be available. Because otherwise, you will default to making yourself available to the things that ultimately hinder and hurt your life. If you don't, when you don't fully make yourself available to God, you make yourself available to people calling you and relationships that hinder you and things that hold back your spiritual walk and the lust and the unforgiveness and the pain and, the, and, and, and all of the issues. You put yourself in a place where you make yourself available to that. And so today I want to give you two things and I want you to write these down. Two things to make yourself available, to have an encounter with Jesus and find daily grace, not just on Sunday, but on, mon on Monday, on Monday, <laughs> on Monday, when you're at your job, when you're at home, when you're in the grocery store, when you're at the mall, when you're with your kids, when you're with your family, to find grace daily. Let me tell you that the first thing is that availability begins with desire. Availability begins with desire. Your desire is your motive, it's the why, it's, it's your longing. It's something that stirs within you, which is an openness. And so when you say, when you say, God, I have a desire, what you're saying is, I'm desiring or I'm open to a deeper encounter. And we can't let having been away from God hold us back from desiring God. We can't let being distant from God in the past hold us back from desiring God. We can't even, uh, having been selfish or deeply sinful, get in the way of desiring God. When you desire God, you will begin to experience the joy that it comes with knowing that God loves you and he has his arms wide open. We believe that when we've been distant, disconnected, that God, when we come back to God or start desiring God, that he's just with his arms folded, not willing to receive you. But, but the scripture teaches us, as we taught last week, about grace, a thing called grace. And so his arms are open wide, lovingly waiting for you to desire him. And so it is with that desire that we start to ask, we begin to say to God, God, I desire you, God, I'm open. Open. God, whatever it is that you need, wherever you send me, I will go. God, I'm available. Here I am. That's the beginning of a desire. Let me tell you what the scripture says in Psalm 42.1. In Psalm 42.1 it says, this is the psalmist David as he was worshiping God. This is his words. He said, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. In other words, he's saying, as a deer who is thirsty, who is longing, who's been, who's been on his feet or his hooves all day, the same way when he finds a stream of water and he longs for it and he goes after it, he pursues it. That's the same way that God, that God is saying he wants you to pursue him. That's the way that we ought to pursue God. In the same way, 
as a deer longs for that water after being thirsty and longing for that desiring God in the same way desire an encounter with God desire for him to visit you for for him to speak to you for him let me tell you that if you speak to God he will speak right back to you it may not be an audible voice I don't know if any of you ever wanted to experience that like you pray God I want to hear your voice and you wanted like this audible voice and you wanted something like to just to make you tremble maybe just me I prayed that prayer before and it never happened for me but you know what through the messages uh, that that men and women of God speak God speaks to me through people ordinary people God speaks to me through nature through things that I see God is constantly speaking when you desire and say God I want to hear from you I want I want you to speak to me God will always communicate to you in fact some of you came praying God speak to me today I don't know if you ever come to a hope center service saying God I need you to speak to me today and if you have the eagerness the expectation God will always meet you when you pray God speak to me it begins with a desire. Where is your heart's desire? Some of you may have been distant. You may have had a, a, a time before where you would long for God's presence. You would long for him to speak to you. You would long to, to have a deep devotion with God. And maybe you disconnected. Maybe you've been distant. And God is saying, desire it once again. You can desire it. Desire it. You can say to God, you know what weighs most on my heart. You can say to God, you know what's hindering me from your presence. You know what it is that I need to desire you. Help me to desire you once again. The second thing is after you make yourself available, you must make availability a lifestyle. Are you all still with me? You must make availability a lifestyle. Every relationship which grows in depth grows through several stages. So our relationship with Jesus is no different. We first get to know and fall in love with someone by spending time with them. You can't tell me you love me if you've never spent time with me. Because here's the thing, to, to love someone you have to know uh, uh, the different traits and characteristics about that person, that character, or that being. And so our goal should be to want to be available and make it a lifestyle and grow in our relationship by spending time with God. Are you spending time with God? When you're on the road, can you take a moment to just to turn down the music? And this is for somebody who always has something playing. I don't, I, is anybody like me? You always have something playing in your car, at home. I mean, I can't concentrate unless I have. Don't judge me. This is, this is just me. I always, my wife is always getting like, you need to turn that down. That's so loud. Anybody like me? Yeah. And, and, and so she's always getting, you know. And so I'm a person that always has something playing, always has something going on. But, you know, there are moments where you just have to kind of tune that down. To say, God, I want to meditate. God, I want to have devotion. God, I want, I want to get closer to you. I want to get into your word. I want to meditate on your word. I want to open my Bible. I want to read even if it's one verse and, and say, God, open my understanding. God, help me understand this scripture. And you begin to get in this word. Let me tell you what the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says. It says in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, keep this book of the law, the scripture, always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Keep this word on your mind. 
It's so easy to fill our minds with so many different things. What are people doing? What, are, what, what, uh, uh, what, what is, what's the latest meme? What's the latest song? What's the latest trend? What are people doing? What are people, it's so easy to fill ourselves with these things. It's so easy to try to figure out what, what, what you know, what, what's the latest joint that, that Drake just dropped? What's the, what's the latest sneakers that people are talking about? What's the latest episode of Love and Hip Hop or Game of Thrones or, 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 or Narcos or whatever it is? So easy to fill our brains with these things, but God is saying, take a moment. It's nothing wrong with that. I love music. I love watching those things. But, 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 but beside that, take a moment to have this word on your mind. What does the word say? Because let me tell you, trends will pass away, but God's word will never pass away. It will always be constant. It will always be faithful. I know I'm sounding like an old school preacher right now, but I'm going to preach this thing how I feel it because we need more people now that will embrace the word of God, that will stand on his promise because trends will go, things will pass away, but the word of God will always be faithful. I want to be around people that just don't know about trends just don't know about sneakers I want to know if you know the word of God do you have a word that you can encourage me with do you have a word that you can give me do you have the word of God that you meditate on my prayer for you is that you take time in spite of all these things nothing wrong with any of the things that I mentioned what I'm saying is beside that can you take a moment and just say let me read a verse let me get on this Bible meditate on it day and night because when I do that I start to see myself in a mirror and say you know what I don't I don't like what I'm looking at when I read the Word of God I say you know what I can be a better husband when I read the word of God, I say, you know what? I can be a better father. I can be a better husband. I can always grow. I can always strive for more because the word of God is a mirror. It's God's standard and it teaches us how we ought to live our lives. Then you will be prosperous and successful, the word of God says. Let me tell you what 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18 says. Uh, don't worry, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this in Jesus' name. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, the Bible says. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The Bible says rejoice always. Pray continually. Pray continually. That means have your time in prayer with God. When you're driving, you can have your time in prayer with God. When you're at home, you can visit, you can have God visit your home if you were available to pray. What would your marriage look like if you made your marriage available for God? Can I get an amen? Just as y'all leave me here by myself. <laughs> what would your business look like if you made your business available for God? What would your home look like if you made your home available for God? That when you go through issues in your family, your first thought, instead of fighting, instead of arguing, is let's pray on it. When there are issues and there's attacks and spiritual warfare and stress and anxiety, make your first option and your first resort to say, God, help us in this situation. Let's pray on this. When you're going through struggles in your marriage, make your first option and resort. Let's pray together. When you're struggling and battling, make your first resort to pray. Say, God, I'm available and I need you. In your marriage, when you pray, you will say, you know what, maybe I was too harsh in that situation. 
Maybe I didn't express myself. Maybe I didn't communicate right. When you make yourself available, your marriage available, your personal life available, you will see God beginning to work and mold your heart through the lens of scripture, through the lens of prayer. Pray prayers that are deeper than just superficial prayers. But let daily personal encounters grow into a deeper relationship. Saying prayers, but making them become a personal encounter. Not just saying, well, I pray before I eat. Well, I pray when I, when, I, when I get up, and it's very occasional, it's very superficial. But God is saying, make them deeper. Say, Holy Spirit, work in my heart. God, help me to see things the way you see them, through your lens. God, help me to be your hands and feet. How can I serve somebody today? God, help me to be sensible to your spirit and not be disobedient. God, I am available. What can God do through you if you made yourself available? See, so often... We ignore the fact that we have access to God's grace. Do you know that you can tap into God's presence, get to know him more, him get to know you more, that, that you grow in him, have a deep, profound encounter with him. You can, have, you can have that on a daily basis. And so often we have grace there, we have freedom. Because let me tell you, when you really begin to see God, you will begin to experience his freedom. When you experience and encounter God, you will begin to experience his joy in spite of circumstances. And I don't know if anybody in this place has ever experienced that, that kind of freedom and joy that despite of things going wrong, that the joy of the Lord remains in your heart and it becomes your strength. You can experience the freedom of God. You can experience the peace of God. You can have peace with God. You can have the grace of God daily in your life. And I don't know if anybody gets excited. Y'all looking at me mighty, mighty goofy right now. But I want to know if anybody in this house knows for real that we have the opportunity to get connected to God, to have fellowship with God, to have relationship with God, to have access to the grace of God, his freedom, his love, his peace, his healing, his deliverance. We have access to it, my people, on a daily. But so often, we resort to to things that hold us back from that grace. You have access to grace. The Bible says come boldly. Come to the throne of grace. The Bible says you have access. You don't have to go through anyone. You don't need a mediator. You don't need, you don't need to even go through pastor. You have access to God himself. When you have a need, you can go to God yourself. When you're sad and alone, you can go to God yourself. When, you, when, when you're rejoicing, you can rejoice all by yourself and go to God and say thank you. You can say in every circumstance, God, thank you that I have access to you. But we say... But, uh, but I still got my anger and my rage. Let me hold on to this. But I still have my impurity. Let me hold on to this. But I still have witchcraft, addictions to substances. So let me hold on to these things. But I'm still struggling with envy. Let me hold on to this. Sexual immorality, let me hold on to this. Lust, let me hold on to that. That's all right. Gossiping, lying, let me hold on to this. 
Because God can never work in this area of my life. The devil is a liar. Still in. I have all these issues. And God is saying, you can bring them to me. Can I tell you that God is powerful enough to set you free of these things? Can I tell you that the power of God is real to set you free, to deliver you, to give you healing, to give you peace? I wish more people would get excited. My God, I wish more people would get excited to know that we serve a God who is powerful, who is able, who is deliverer, who is Alpha and Omega. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He is Savior. He is Redeemer. He is Healer. Let me hold on to these things. And you go day by day, having access to that throne, access to grace, access to the cross, to redemption, to deliverance, to freedom, to peace, to joy. But you say, let me hold on to these things. But God is saying, you've got to release these things. You've got to let it go. You've got to put it at the foot of the cross. Don't hold on to that pain any longer. Bring it to me. God is speaking to somebody today who's been holding on to wait, and because of that weight, the stress, the pressure, the anxiety has been weighing you down. You can't move forward, and God is saying you can bring it to the cross because at the cross, you can get the deliverance that you need. At the cross, you can get the healing that you need. At the cross is the place where you get the salvation that you need. And so God is saying, don't hold on to it anymore. Bring it, bring the adultery, bring the pain, bring the abuse, bring the depression, bring the anxiety, bring it to the foot of the cross. Is there anybody that can say thank you? God, that I can bring it to the foot of the cross. Let's start putting them here. What is it that you have to bring to the foot of the cross? Help me out, brother. Let's put all of these. Let's put all of these issues. Let's put all of the junk at the foot of the cross. Some of you, this is just symbolic, but you need to do it spiritually today. Some of you need to make that commitment and say, God, I'm available for you. I release those things that hold me back and I make myself available to be filled with your love. I make myself available. I make my heart available and I release selfish ambition. I release my desire, my will to say, God, your will be done in my life. Have your way in my heart. Have your way in my marriage. Have your way in my family. Have your way in my life. Have your way in my thoughts. I release these things. I bring them to the foot of the cross. What is it that you have to release? What is it that you have to let go of? I don't want you to leave this place today without releasing those things. Today, I want you to empty yourself and say, God, here I am. Here's my family. Here's my marriage. Here's my soul. Here are my thoughts. Here are the issues, the baggage of things that weigh me, and I give them to you. Because let me tell you, there are uh, situations and circumstances that will come your way that you wouldn't have absolutely no control over. And God is saying you could come to the foot of the cross. There will be things that come in your life and you will say, God, why me? Why now? But you can bring him to the foot of the cross.
There will be issues that you will be struggling with, holding on to for years, but you can say today, God, I bring him to the foot of the cross. I've been distant. I've been disconnected for years, for months, for days, but I bring it to the foot of the cross. Thanks so much again for tuning in. I hope that you join us the next time. If you are in the DMV area, please make sure to come out on a Sunday at 1.30 p.m. You can find more information at myhopecenter.org. And you can also stay connected to us on social media. We are at myhopecenter on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So you can search us up, connect with us, and uh, I hope to hear from you all and see you all very soon. So until then, peace, love, and God bless.